0: Welcome to Monorail Radio Dockside Chat number 10. I'm Sean. And I'm Jackie. And we are coming to you live from Dockside Margarita here at Disney Springs. It's January and we are sitting outside sipping margaritas. Does it get any better than that? Does it get any better than that? We are in that nice time of year where it gets a little bit more temperate. It's cooling down a little bit. Um, And the crowds here are noticeably lighter now that we are post-marathon weekend,
1: yes,
0: you could just tell walking around Disney Springs tonight, just the walkways are a lot more wide open. Going and getting food, it wasn't a hassle. Getting the parking online, the garages
1: were a yeah. lot emptier. Yeah,
0: the parking garages emptier. Getting online at Dockside was a lot easier because Dockside only had the one. They had the takeout window open, but they didn't have the sit-down window open. Right. So you can tell we're in that lull, it's going to linger like this for maybe a month before we start to pick up again um, once you get closer to spring break. But that is not to be confused with a dull dockside chat. I thought perhaps we were going to be a little dull, and for like the first three weeks leading into this, It seemed like it was going to be a little dull. It did seem like it was going to be a little dull.
1: I I sort of take offense to that, Sean. We're not dull. Well. We're not a dull couple. Okay. But but, but almost
0: everything we're going to talk about happened in the last eight days. Yes.
1: I was in New York for the week leading up to the holiday. You came up to meet me. So that was like two weeks where we weren't doing anything park related. Very true. And then, you know, we came back. From the holiday after New Year's there wasn't a lot of news which I guess is to be expected there's usually not I thought Iger was going to take a little bit more time to course correct and no this week the floodgates they just opened with news
0: Yeah, and we are excited to talk about that, and we are excited to talk about all of the other things that we have been doing here as Disney Parks locals.
1: This episode is sponsored by the Hidden Mickey Supply Co. Products include Disney and Pixar-inspired 3D straw charms, ornaments, and personalized photo nightlights. Listeners of Monoreal Radio can get a 10% discount with the code MONOREAL10 at checkout. Visit Hidden Mickey Supply Co. on Instagram and Etsy to stay up to date on all the new releases so you can bling out your drinks just like us.
0: Yes, we have our blinged out drinks at Dockside. Let's get into it. So, we were here
1: at the beginning of last week. Well, this is kind of a funny story about how we ended up here.
0: I'm trying to remember exactly how... how... Could you...
1: Okay, well, clearly Sean blocked it out. So, what happened was we... Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. We oh, that's dr- right. We drove back from New York, obviously, because we have our dog, Walt, with us, for those of you who are new here. Our dog is named Walt. Yes, after the man himself. Um, So we left the day after Christmas, and normally, we do the drive all in one shot. I did it myself in 20 hours when I left from Florida to go back to the island.
0: Long Island, by the way, for those who are just joining us.
1: Yes. Um, And I was very much looking forward to the drive back that I could split with you. Um, After everything that happened with all of the down flights. I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of people were affected by by canceled flights or delays and.
0: As if the holidays are not enough, like trains, planes, and automobiles.
1: <laughs> yeah, but we we truly felt the effects of it on the road. I drove through the entire state of Virginia and did not break more than 40 miles an hour, and while I was driving, Sean was trying to sleep for when it was his turn to tag in, and. Your sleep was so broken. I was honestly not comfortable turning the wheel back over to you. Uh, so thankfully, our my brother-in-law, your brother, so generously offered for us to spend the night in North Carolina. We didn't even think they were going to be home, and thank God they were. Because uh, they were, they were, he was his in-laws. Yeah. And thank God he was back. So we were able to stay there. But point is, instead of doing this, straight through in one shot. We broke it into two days and about 26 hours of driving and did not even bother to go back to MCO for Sean's car because it would have added another three hours to the trip versus just getting us home if we stayed on 95.
0: Yeah, that's how bad the traffic was. I mean, it was truly horrific.
1: It was, but the incentive was we go pick up your car the next night and we have dinner in Disney Springs. So there's some slight motivation there.
0: Yeah, so MCO got like an extra 60 bucks out of me to have my car parked there for a couple of extra days, but it was worth it just to get home. Usually it's a 17-hour drive, not so much this time.
1: Even with stops, like 19-20 hours not bad.
0: Yeah, it it was a long. It was a long haul. But we had Bucky's right? Beaver nuggets?
1: Yes, we tried the beaver nuggets the first time. Change if your you life, know, you know.
0: Change your life. Um, but we did go and pick up my car and we came here to Disney Springs. And
1: that was actually the night we recorded our year in review. That's the correct. Other that went out late because we weren't back when we thought we were coming back.
0: Yeah. So before we recorded the year in review though, we went over to uh
1: Terralina. Well, we went several places. (laughs) That wasn't what we were aiming for, but, I mean, we knew. We knew what we were getting into. It's the week between Christmas and New Year's. We knew it was going to be extremely crowded, but we really felt it.
0: It was insane here. I had to park at the Grapefruit Garage, which is the furthest away I've ever parked here at Disney Springs. Uh, And even getting in there was a stretch. The walkways were packed. I mean, it was the week between Christmas and New Year's. It is the busiest week of the year for Walt Disney World. So it's not that it was a surprise, but it was still surreal actually seeing it.
1: Yeah. Well, because this was our first time experiencing it. We've heard about it, but yeah.
0: we were not here this time last year. i walking through World of Disney. Best of luck to you. Every pa- passageway, best of luck to you. Now we go to Terralina, which had been on my radar for quite some time and usually that outdoor bar is like a wide open it's never a problem to get a spot it took us a considerable amount of time to even get a spot there after we couldn't get into polite pig we couldn't get into jock lindsay's
1: i don't think we even bothered with boathouse at that point we
0: didn't bother with boathouse we there was raglan, n- nothing, raglan nothing homecoming nothing so we ended up at Terralina. but do not mistake that for a complaint because uh, we had said, what we had, and we only had a little, we noshed around a little bit, so we had some appetizers. But what we had at Terralina, in, in terms of marinara sauce, you said was the best marinara sauce you have found since we moved here. And that's not to be like, oh, but Florida doesn't have good Italian food, so much as it is that this is actually very good Italian food, and it's sort of hidden here at Disney Springs,
1: no, that's absolutely to say that Florida doesn't have good Italian food. That's I am a lie. saved. I am saved by Taralina. Il, Il Molino at Swan and Dolphin is really good, but they're a New York restaurant. They just have a second location. I have not found, like, the sauce, Yes, I have found... How many places have we looked? We have found some decent pizza, but I haven't found, like, the spot. This was awesome. I am saved. Thank you, Disney.
0: Yeah, the margarita flatbread pizza was so good. And
1: before that, we had their risotto mozzarella balls. Oh, those
0: rice ball things. Yeah, but it was, you're right, it was a risotto mozzarella, but they think they called it a rice ball. Yeah, it's
1: like it's a hybrid of the two best appetizers, the rice ball and the mozzarella stick. And they just made a baby. Oh, my God. And they were incredible.
0: Like part of me wants to just say the hell with all of you and turn this off and go over there now. (laughs) It was that. Good.
1: It's that good if you're the one that's gonna say the hell with it and go. I do
0: not. Now here's the thing. I don't like marinara sauce. Pizza sauce, yes. Vodka Vodka sauce, sauce, yes. Alfredo sauce, yes. I just, I don't like marinara sauce. I would drink that by the glass. That's how good it was.
1: When you took some to dip in, I was shocked. I was honestly shocked.
0: It was. So crazy good. So, Terralina, it's on the list.
1: No, and I mean, that was only based off of one appetizer and a flatbread. I cannot really wait to go back for a full entree and more times than
0: not you kind of can get an easy dining reservation on the my disney experience app you can sit at the outdoor bar it was a beautiful night that night
1: well that's the thing i guess i i guess i sort of assumed it was gonna be subpar because you can always get a reservation so i'm like what's the deal is it not that great no it is the best kept secret
0: it was really (laughs) really good food uh and i'm looking forward going back again hopefully soon yes for sure uh after that uh got into the first week of january and we went to the run disney race expo at wide world of sports this was my first walt disney world uh walt disney world marathon weekend i have done wine and dine a bunch of times I did Spring Surprise this year. I was this, gonna say,
1: for those that are not familiar, Marathon Weekend means the dopey marathon. It is the four races. Otherwise, it is either Princess, Spring Surprise, or Wine and, and Dine. Dine. Yeah.
0: So I have never, no, here's, okay, so I have heard, I have heard from people for years, you have to do Marathon Weekend. It's a great time. Wine and Dine's the best party because of the runners after party at Epcot. Right. But the best all-around weekend is Marathon Weekend. Uh, I would
1: say based on this theming alone, I was so impressed. I mean, if you've been with us for a while, you know how much we love and revere the 90s. Uh, And that was the theme. It was 30 years of Run Disney, so they just leaned so hard into the 90s. I, I wasn't even... Partaking in any of this, and I was just so impressed and was having so much fun. Not enough to make me run, mind you, but like I was having a ball.
0: Well, I did all of the running for us, and then some expo. Let's talk about expo. Um, sh- let me say, I'll talk about expo. <laughs> oh, expo was uh, it was not what I expected it to be, no, at all. It was a freaking zoo. The likes of which I have never seen at an expo. And my understanding is that the lines were very bad because this was just a very crowded expo. However, it's become very clear that marathon weekend, by far, in terms of total capacity, and I think that's because you do have an added race because it is the only weekend with a full marathon, the capacity is so much higher at Marathon Weekend than it is everywhere else because I have never ever waited on the lines that we waited on to pick up my bib, to get my shirt. This was insane.
1: Well, I think that has to do with this is not the first race they've done post pandemic. That was wine and dine, but this is the first Marathon Weekend, if I'm not mistaken. No,
0: they had one last year. Wasn't it
1: a bridge though? I don't recall. I thought it was still abridged. I don't I don't think they were back in full until Wine and Dine. But what I will say, as crowded as it was, as somebody who was just there, like, dragged along for the ride. I mean, I wanted to go with you. It's That's not to say, like, you dragged me kicking and screaming. But, like, I had no stake in this at all whatsoever other than to hang with you and the running team. I was very impressed by how organized it was and how fast-moving. I mean, like, I've done races where I've cheered you on, and I've waited by the finish line, or even, like, when you used to run Cow Harbor back on the island. I, I haven't seen an operation this flawless as far as running goes.
0: The lines were outrageous, but that's not to say that they didn't move. They moved quite well. Funnily enough, it took forever and a day to get into the field house for the bib pickup, and the bib pickup itself, like at the actual booth, that I feel is what at times took the longest. Actually physically getting the bib once we were inside of the expo and the field house.
1: Yeah, but the lines still weren't that bad. Not once you got in, because they disperse everyone into the groups.
0: But, yes. They did do a good job of moving everybody. However, be prepared is the point. If you're going to Marathon Weekend, if you've been to Spring Surprise, if you've been been to Princess, if you've Uh, been to Wine and Dine. uh, Wine and Dine, two months ago, I said yo to the running team. I literally walked up to the building, to the field house. I walked down the stairs. I had my packet with my bib and my shirt in my hand in five minutes. And 5 minutes after that, I was standing with the running team having a beer. That is not what marathon weekend is. Give yourselves 40 45 to an hour waiting on lines to get your bib and get your shirt. That's, you know, for people that are local and you have the time to kill so be it. But for people that are trying to maximize their time on vacation, if you've never done marathon weekend, When it comes to everything, whether it's actually arriving at Epcot for the races or going to Expo, leave yourselves plenty of time because it's just a very crowded weekend.
1: That is something that I think Disney could do a little bit better, though, is leave the pickup open a little bit later. A
0: hundred percent. Because,
1: And I think that also has to do, I feel like more people travel for Marathon Weekend than they do the rest of the races. I feel like Wine and Dine Princess, Spring Surprise, I feel like those are all more local races, either Florida residents or you're driving in from out of state. I feel like this is where people are traveling and you, you could sense it too, with all of the hiccups that people were running into. Like we had friends that were trying to get into town and their flights were delayed or, you know, transportation was a nightmare. It's not really fair to give people that are traveling such a small window to get in to do the pickup. Um, So I think in the future, Disney would do well. If you're going to have it for like an eight-hour day, do two days to give people plenty of opportunity to pick up. Or you need to leave it open until 11 or midnight to account for issues with people traveling. I mean, I know that's not necessarily fair to the people that are working if they're stuck there waiting on like one or two people to come pick up, but like there has to be some kind of way to streamline what happens if you can't get your bib and, and just make it easier to get it at another point.
0: I think they would stand, maybe not midnight, but I think 10 PM is reasonable. And I think you're right. Adding an extra day would make a world of difference because for people that are already resort guests that are here they would I'd say a lot of them would knock it out the first day that they could
1: or even do like a Florida Resident Day pickup and and then everyone else just to, like, thin the herd a little bit.
0: They just have to figure it out. Because I know people that their flights were delayed. One of the members of our running team, her, she didn't get in until 7 o'clock at night.
1: For our listeners, tell our listeners who the running team is, for those that may not be familiar. Yes,
0: this is the WDW Radio running team. Uh, Lou Mangello, obviously, you all know him from WDW Radio. His wonderful wife, Deanna. Uh, she is, I've, I've always called her our team captain. Uh, They do the running team together to make money for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, for the Dream Team Project, uh, in partnership with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, We are a great group. If you are a runner and you don't belong to a team and you are looking for a team, just reach out, sign up reach out to Deanna, I'm sure, I'm not going to give out her information, of course, but I'm sure if you if you reached out to Deanna or Lou and spoke to them, you know, at least through social media, like... You the, can
1: find them on Facebook through WDW Radio th- these and people, you will be welcomed with open arms.
0: They are the most welcoming people. They are the most wonderful people. Uh, the team is filled with the most wonderful people. Like, let me just say this now, and I'll get this out of the way, because I was going to... And I'll talk more about the team in a few minutes, but... People talk about the company that you keep. You can't keep better company than the people that are on this running team. They are there for you on race day, and they are there for you on Tuesday. Like, they are just wonderful. And I ran my first race in 2015. It was the half of the half. I didn't know a soul. Not a soul. But I had my shirt, and I met them at Wine and Dine, the half of the half, as it will forever be known. And immediately they just welcomed me in with open arms. And now almost eight years later, you know, Luke Lawson is on the running team with me. He's been on the show before, did heavyweights with us. I'll link that in the show notes. Um, I've got so many, we have so many friends that we have made through this team. And honestly, like in a way it kind of made it easier for us transitioning into a move down here because we have friends here and that's not to... I'm I'm not thumbing my nose at those friends but it was always nice knowing that we had a larger social circle here and a larger support system here and I think we even realized and two weeks after we moved in we were at our first run Disney weekend and I ran with Luke and the team. I cannot... I cannot overstate how incredible these people are, and if you're looking for a team and you're looking for friends, just join and come say hello. You will be welcome right away.
1: No, that's what I was gonna say too. As someone who doesn't run and participate in these races, they have welcomed me in. I got so many Facebook friend requests from people that I met once this 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 weekend, weekend. and it was like, nope, you're Sean's wife, you're good. I was like, okay, but yes, to your point too, It it was a wider circle than I had even realized because I had friends from back home saying, wow, you really know a lot of people down there, but it's because of this team, really.
0: They're, yeah, they're just an incredible, incredible group of people. But with that being said, one of our members, she didn't get in until seven o'clock at night and could not pick up her bib. And so she actually had to go Early the next month Earlier than early, because you're getting to Epcot at 3 o'clock yeah, in the morning. that's... No. She's got to go earlier than that to go to Runner Info to pick up a bib. At least there was someone there that could get her the bib. That they, There was somebody there that could help her. But...
1: There's no reason for that when you're already going to do something that is so taxing on your body to now have to wake up earlier. And just the stress of it all, to make sure that she's still going to get in and be able to run, that you know she's invested this much time and money into doing it. It's, there's got to be a better way to go about this. And I think it's also worth noting, though, this is not Disney. I mean, yes you're running Disney property. It is technically a Disney event. Run Disney is a separate Separate. operation. separate
0: operation. Think of
1: it as, uh, like when you go to a concert, technically the band is renting out a venue to perform in. Uh, And that's sort of what Run Disney does here. So where I'm being critical, I'm not taking it up with Disney. You know I will take it up with Disney when, when they need a slap on the wrist. But in this case, it's not them, and it's not their fault.
0: Correct. So we had a good time at Expo. We had a we had a better time at Raglan <laughs> it, because it's impossible not to have a great time at Raglan Road. And God bless the people at Raglan Road that were able to accommodate 13
1: of us. I think were there. Uh, okay. God bless Sam and Ashley who fought to get reservations and not just show up. But we were able to snag two tables for large parties and get the 13 of us in. So, that that's first and foremost. But they were very accommodating because the other issue is that by the time, I mean, there's a large group of people we're trying to corral, get over, you know, people have traveled in, not everybody has a car, so we're trying to shuttle people over to Disney Springs and get them in this restaurant Admittedly, we did not show up for this reservation on time. And they still made it work. Yeah. I mean, we also went, we were there at 3.30. We were there post-lunch, pre-dinner crowd. I think that had a lot to do with it. But they were super accommodating. Uh, And we got to, I didn't even know they had some new menu items. But we got to try them, and everything was spectacular.
0: I've never had a bad meal at Raglan Road. I stuck with the burger because it's a standard. You had an entree though.
1: I had the most bomb risotto I have ever had in my life.
0: From an Irish pub. It
1: was so good. I cannot even stress enough. And then what was even better. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So uh, we were at two separate tables. They didn't push them together because we were that big of a group. So. Our friend saw an appetizer being brought to the rest of our party. and
0: On the other table. On the
1: other table. And just the plating was very interesting. It was forks that were inverted. they were They were like stuck into a stand with this... I didn't even know what it was. It just looked like fried something on top. So, like, this appetizer on presentation alone was spinning heads. Mine included. So, our friend Ashley asked what it was and our waiter said it was a
0: it was battered a sausage
1: it was a banger it was a banger and with zero hesitation she can we get one of those for our <laughs> table <laughs> it was for, if she didn't do it i was going to um and they tasted even better than they looked hey perfect in- they- incredible hey if,
0: were one of the best appetizers i've ever eaten in my life if
1: you have a vacation planned to disney and you've not been to Raglan in a hot minute. I cannot even stress it enough that you should get a reservation. The entertainment is always spectacular, the drinks are always great, but they they took it up a notch with their food.
0: It was spectacular. We had a lot of laughs. We had a couple of beers. We had a lot of food.
1: <laughs> then you got up at 2 o'clock in the morning to run.
0: I got up at 1.30. I was in the car by 2. What are you talking oh, about?
1: I don't know how you did it. I really don't. Three I was exhausted times. from this weekend, and I didn't run.
0: Three times. Next year, I'm staying on property. Yeah, you are. Um, I got up early. I went and I ran the 5K. k We, a bunch of us ran the 5K. 5K was very crowded because the 5K is very approachable.
1: Tell our listeners about your theme. This is this is what I was most excited for. The best thing like, about... yeah, you're running, okay, whatever, the but... The best
0: thing about a 5K is, I hate to say it, it's just a 5K. So we have a lot of fun with it, and we try to do costumes. We tried to do costumes and be themey through most of the weekend, but for the 5K specifically, we wanted to do a really fun team costume.
1: I think this also really speaks to the group of people that you were with, and if you were on the fence about joining this team before... This should really tip the scale of all the reasons that you should do it. There were
0: a handful of us. A lot of people went just in 90s garb, in track suits, because you wanted something that didn't breathe to wear. But there were a portion of us that went as the Mighty Ducks.
1: So on brand with the 90s theme.
0: Hockey Hockey gloves. Some people wore helmets. How I don't know.
1: That's a mistake.
0: We, <laughs> a we mistake. carried fine. mini sticks. We had an absolute blast. The pictures were incredible. Um, we had a hell of a time running that 5K, which was mostly through Epcot. But we had a blast, an absolute blast with that 5K. The The costume of the year was Mighty Ducks. We're thinking, oh, this will be fun. How different! No, you were one of like a thousand <laughs> Mighty Ducks.
1: I have. We have to give the honorable mention, though. Run Disney posted this picture. I still don't know how they did this. These, this group of women ran as 90s VHS tapes. They had like. Oh Blue yeah, Mermaid, the VHS types Yeah, Aladdin, they were great. Beauty and the Beast. But. It wasn't... I saw a couple of versions of it, like, where some of them were just printed on to, like, a large piece of fabric and they draped it over their running gear. No. These women were in a case that opened. I don't know how they did it.
0: They were pretty spectacular. But
1: that is on the Run Disney Instagram if you are interested in seeing what it looked like. I'll, I'll repost it to our story because it's... It, if you're a '90s baby, it's just so worth seeing.
0: It was a little cool that morning, but not too cold. It was a very nice morning for a run, and we had a hell of a time. We really, really did. Um, then, I didn't run the 10k on. Uh, I didn't run the 10k on Friday. No, you worked a double. I worked a double on <laughs> Friday because I didn't put myself through enough. I got home from work late because, of course. And I was in bed by about 10.30, up at 1.30 in the morning again, in the car for the half marathon. Now, I will tell you that if you are driving in on marathon weekend, make sure you give yourselves plenty of time. Uh, You're going to need a lot of time to get into the Epcot parking lot. I flew through um, for uh, Wine and Dine. Spring surprise, the 5k we hit horrific traffic. Otherwise, for the 10k, it was okay. I think the 5k's are very popular because it's a very approachable distance. But give yourselves a lot of time. It was really bad for the 5k in the springtime. It was not great for the 5k this year. It was better for the half marathon. Um, Got in pretty quick. No costume because it's a 13.1 mile race and it was an absolute blast. It's 90s themed. You guys saw online, it's 90s characters. There's nothing like running through Epcot Center at 5.45 in the morning. <coughs> Excuse me. Margarita went down the wrong pipe. And listening to them blast the Disney Afternoon theme song through oh, World Showcase.
1: That was awesome. They did do that when we were at Expo. We walked in, and it was Stand Out, followed by Mbop, by Hansen, and then the Disney Afternoon.
0: I will say that... My
1: the, 90s heart just burst.
0: The music over the course of the weekend got better. Yeah. We uh, don't goes- hate on Mbop. It's not that I hate on Oombop so much as it is that we got through the 5K and we were like... We were hoping for a little bit more music-wise. Yeah, like more boy
1: bands and more...
0: They amped it up yeah. in, the, in the half and then the full. They took it to 11. It was great. The character stops were outstanding. We got a picture with Hades, which I was so excited about. But you had
1: Megara was out. Pain and Panic but was out. Base character Megara. Yeah. Um... And there was another one where I went. Oh, um, our friend Lisa, um, who who does the Castle Run website, and she's and been on with her, us a couple her team, times too. Yes, yeah, she did Beauty and the Beast with us. She did Lion King with us. Um, she got a picture with um, I'm blanking on his name right now, but he sings "Feast of Fools" and "Hunchback of Notre Dame," the the jester. Yeah, I, I was floored. I didn't even know that was a thing that Disney had.
0: Apparently it is.
1: My jaw was on the floor. Again, not enough to make me run, but like if there was something that made me think about it for a beat, that was it.
0: That morning, it was cold. Not by Florida standards. It was just cold. It was cold. To the point where I couldn't wait for us to start running because, and I kind of went harder than I would have, earlier than I would have because i wanted my body temperature to come up not typically something you're trying to do when you're one but i'm trying to get my body temperature up uh i got to a point where i, I actually had to stop with the character meets i hated to break away from the team and we did finish together we did cross the finish line together which but is you gotta go at and i gotta point. go because my fingertips were numb and, you, every, and you, you know if you come from a cold weather location where you go to close your hands but it's like you're doing it in slow motion. That's what it was like. And I looked at them. I was like, guys, I'll catch. You'll catch up with me. You're, you're all faster than I am anyway. But I just could not stand in another line. I was like, I need to run. I need my blood pumping. I need my body temperature rising because my fingertips were numb. But... We got through, we had an absolute blast, and uh, we brought our own Tostitos. So we brought our own chips because Run Disney does not give you tortilla chips in your snack box anymore, but they give you that wonderful plastic cheese dip.
1: This might sound silly to some people, but I don't think that I can overstate what a point of contention this was amongst you people this weekend.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you
1: are furious. They give you little pretzel sticks. How How
0: is a little pretzel yeah, it stick... It doesn't
1: hold the cheese. I get it. I yes.
0: get it. Lisa said to me today, it doesn't have enough surf- I, I surface to put but, the cheese
1: in your mouth. But that was a Facebook comment today. This is still going from this weekend.
0: Fix it, Iger. <laughs> Fix it. But we brought our own Tostitos. We went to Publix. I brought Tostitos. Tina brought Tostitos. Yeah,
1: you bought other things from Publix. Well, I
0: bought a lot of things from Publix, but we did bring the Tostitos,
1: Coronas. He bought Coronas.
0: Hush, not at the race. Mm-hmm. That was for the post race.
1: Well, yeah, you guys hung out. You went to get showered. I went showered. back, I went back over here to Saratoga up,
0: Springs, and yeah. then I
1: came to meet you. So
0: we, Saratoga Springs. I we had walked around Saratoga Springs, but I had never been to the actual resort. And if you are a New York native. For anybody that has been to Saratoga, it felt like being back in Saratoga. At the swimming pool, the kiddie pool had the starting gate. It was red and white. Oh, my gosh. It it was like being in Saratoga. The rooms were beautiful because uh, a, a few of the people on the team, a few of our friends, they had a room, and I went back and showered with them because we later met over here for the meet of the month with Lou. But instead of me driving all the way back to the coast— showering and coming all the way back, I was already here. So it it just made more sense. So, yes, I did pick up some I did pick up Coronas to bring to enjoy after the race, off, off, back at the hotel, back at the hotel. We weren't sneaking them over to the post-race party. Don't get me me in trouble. We didn't do anything like that.
1: I think it's also worth noting, because I really feel like a bum wife at this point. That's also the reason that I didn't come to cheer you on at the finish line, because I had to stay with the dog. I mean, he can stay by himself, but if I had come to watch you, I would have had to turn around and come right back, and then we wouldn't have gotten to do anything else and hang out with people. And I'm, I'm really glad I came out for the meet of the month. Uh, we met at Disney Springs, not far from Dockside Margaritas. Uh, we were at the tables by the smoking section, because that's what it is, uh, over by Rainforest Cafe and Swirls on the Water. Um, it, was, it was jammed that day, um, but it was really nice because Lou got a big crowd of people together, not just the running team, but just people that listened to him, uh, and there was a representative from Make-A-Wish that he brought down, um, and that was just kind of a really rewarding thing to see. Uh, that was special. Yeah. To have somebody talk about what the fundraising goes to. I mean, it, like, we we know... Um, And there's also a wonderful organization called Give Kids the World where the families that have gotten a wish granted, I I don't think a lot of people really consider this, that you can't necessarily stay in a Disney hotel, depending on what the circumstances are, you need... Not just obviously a clean and sanitized room, but you might need medical equipment that, as wonderful as Disney is, they might not be able to provide. Right. And that's what Give Kids the World does, is that they have the facilities that can accommodate these families and make sure they have exactly what they need. Um, and the Dream Team Project, the funds do go to Make-A-Wish Foundation, but Give Kids the World also works in conjunction with Make-A-Wish.
0: It's an incredible charity, and to, to be able to sit there with a representative from Make-A-Wish and have her explain, not that we don't know what our contribution does. You can assume it, but it's different hearing it from somebody who has boots on the ground. It's working that's working with these people directly. Yeah. yeah. And it was emotional. It was emotional for a lot of people. But again, it, it goes back to what I said before, is y- y- you're told growing up to be mindful of the company that you keep. And in terms of quality of human beings, I can't say enough what the quality of the, of the people on this team is. I I just can't. And I don't think I'm articulating it all that well because it's so very hard to put into words what it's like to be around so many people that are not only like-minded with their love of Disney, but they... I mean, we we train... I'm not trying to put us on a pedestal, so I hope it doesn't come off as such... But you, you train and you work so hard to do this. And I love having my medals on the wall. And I look at them and I smile. And I love to tell people that I do these run Disney races. But to see that it does something more, something greater for somebody else. And, and, and yes, like it, it's very easy to think about the child, the make-a-wish child. But is odd as this sounds, I think more about the family because yeah. the family, the, the, the children that are dealing with these afflictions, they carry the physical wounds, but the mental wounds and the mental taxing on the families, that helplessness that they feel, these vacations are not just for the kids, it's for the parents, it's for the siblings to, to see Where your hard work goes more than just a medal on the wall is a very humbling experience. And the fact that you have so many of these people collectively in one group is nothing short of amazing. And I I wish that you could collect that many high-quality, high-character people in one room at all times. So that's my spiel and that's my stick. That's, no, that's, that's it. That's it, what I have to say. Because really, otherwise I'm going, I'm going to bore you and I'm probably going to get more. I am not an overly emotional person, but I will become one. And ain't nobody got time for that.
1: <laughs> no, but I don't think that it can be overstated enough how incredible the work that Make-A-Wish does is. Um, you know, even just to your point before, like, I, I think it's very relatable that when you see somebody that you're close to going through something, like, if it's me and and it's my family member that's going through it, I always say, like, I wish it was me instead. I'd, I'd rather shoulder this. I would rather take it on than watch them go through it. It's, it, in some ways, it's worse when you watch the people you care about go through it. Um, and to that point, you, you get to this point where everyone just needs a break, a mental break, a physical break, and that's really what it's about is to let everyone come here and forget about it for a little while. And that's not something that I take for granted any single time that we set foot in the parks. is because we are so fortunate to get to do this now whenever we want to, and not everybody does have that chance.
0: Yeah, so finally, uh, we got to the last day of Marathon Weekend, day in full. And uh, I'd never run a full before. I'd run a lot of halves. I've run three halves in the last month and a half, so I felt good. I mean, I a lot of people said to me, "Do you, do you think you can, do you think you could run a full?" And I said, "Yeah, sure. I've run three halves in the last month and a half." And they go, "What's your longest run?" And I said, "A half." <laughs> <laughs> um, so I never believed I was gonna get swept, but it doesn't make it any less. I don't want to call it intimidating. The run itself was not intimidating. The number 26-2 was intimidating. But I kind of just said to myself, look, I'm going to... I'm not a running coach. I can't tell you what your pace is, but I know it works for me. And my goal was to get through miles 8 or 9 before the sun came up. Because here is the thing with marathon weekend this year. With the marathon, the full specifically, it was chilly in the morning, not as cold as it was during the half, but it was still chilly. But we were looking at 97% humidity, which is an outrageous number for any time of the year, much less for January. And it was going to warm up, and it was going to get hot fast. So I knew I wanted to get a third of the race done in the dark before the sun came up.
1: That was a huge issue you ran into with this year's Wine and Dine because they rerouted the course. Oh my god! And you were doing the uphill, literally the uphills after the sun came up. Yeah. Not what you want to be doing.
0: The up overpasses, Florida's version of a hill, the up overpass. Yes. It, but it, yes, it was. But rough. you want
1: to get that. The more difficult part of your run out of the way when it's still dark and you don't have the sun beating down on you is the point.
0: But I got through the first 20 miles without a problem. After mile 20, my knees said I don't work here anymore. <laughs> but thanks to a lot of those people on that team, we were able to get through. I was able to get through and uh, kept the spirits high and uh, was able to finish. And, and not just with the team, but the spirits were kept high because... The on-course entertainment was spectacular. There were a lot of DJs, they were good. You had some live music, they were good. The character meets were great. I didn't stop. I think I only stopped for one character meet, and that was in studios with Scrooge McDuck. You have to. But I didn't stop for anything else because I just wanted to keep going. And I'm like I said, in my last race, I didn't want to do a ton of character stops because I'm the type where like I have to keep my legs moving. If I stop, I start to stiffen up.
1: No, and I don't think that people realize, too, the parks do open during this race. Because there is no way... Disney doesn't do the night races anymore, where they can start this at 11 p.m. or midnight and have you do a full overnight. At some point, you are going to run into park open. So... There are people running this race, God love them, that get off and jump on a ride if they can.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I wanted to go on Everest, but I I had getting swept in the back of my head. If I knew then what I knew now, I would have ridden Everest.
1: You're also being very, very humble because, yes, your teammates did stop to take the character meet and greets, or they did stop to get on a ride. You were ahead of most of them.
0: Because I didn't stop.
1: And this was your first full. But I, I think regardless... I think you even surprised yourself with your pace there. You should be really proud of that. I
0: am and I did surprise myself but some of the on course entertainment that I wasn't expecting. There were two there were two spots in particular that I didn't know was coming because I don't like to read a lot about what they're gonna have at these races because I want that element of surprise. That's half the fun of doing these races.
1: And if you also know when it's coming, you're going to be measuring your mileage right? based on where this character or whatever the entertainment is.
0: So, I don't even think I told you this.
1: <clears throat> no, I don't think you did. Because this, this doesn't sound like anything that you've told me. Behind
0: Safari, before we got to Animal Kingdom, but behind Safari, they had a past attraction graveyard
1: (gasps) okay i knew these were a thing that's not a surprise i have heard about this
0: they had uh one of the vehicles from mr toad's wild ride
1: didn't they do that either last this is not the first time i've heard of of the mr toad vehicle so i'm not that busted up but i thought you were gonna say like you got to get like close to a gorilla or something in Animal Kingdom. <laughs> I was ready to freak out.
0: No, but we did get to get we did get to go close to a nautilus from the old 20,000 <gasps> Leagues attraction.
1: And I'm guessing they don't let you take pictures cuz I've not seen anything How did you not get a picture?
0: Because I don't stop. I don't stop nobody and take pictures pi- None of you guys. I took was a picture. by myself. I wasn't <laughs> with anybody. I was alone. My favorite part though. And the one spot that I did not see coming, and I I actually got a little choked up, I'm not even gonna lie. They had a few actors, I'm not sure that they were originally from, or if they were just actors that they hired and put in the costumes. They had a very, very small recreation of the Adventurers Club. It. it was pretty spectacular, I, and as soon as I saw that, I was just like, "I'm gonna run!" And I was <laughs> <I just laughs> like, "I'm
1: gonna go!" It was,
0: it was my favorite part of that of that day.
1: I think I did see someone's picture of that, but I didn't put the two and two together, or I thought they were people like running dressed in really amazing costumes. No,
0: this was like a character stop.
1: Oh, that's incredible, and it gives me so much hope.
0: They had Max and Goofy dancing to eye to eye you better pictures.
1: it's a 90s theme you better
0: the the theming was great we all got to cross the finish line together that was wild launch pad they had too they had launch pad turning making that turn in Epcot and seeing the finish line I've done it so many times it's always exciting when you see it but seeing finish line for marathon for the full I had a moment where I was just like I almost stutter stepped because I kind of couldn't <laughs> believe that I saw it um But absolutely incredible, absolutely incredible experience. And I'm looking forward to running Dopey next year.
1: No, and congrats to all of the runners.
0: That night after, there were a a small group of us that met up and went to Three Bridges over at Coronado.
1: Which we haven't been to since my birthday. I realized that's a travesty. Suck
0: failure. We were hard, uh, and the fact that we hadn't been there in so long. I love Three Bridges. The food is great, the I service is great. I think because
1: I think about it so much, I didn't realize it's not long since we've been there.
0: I didn't think it was. That's the thing because we talk about it so we talk about it all the time. So I'm like, we were there like a month ago. No, no that's, not that's even also slightly.
1: Crazy how fast the year flew, but well, I mean, it's not a full year yet, but still, we're my birthday's in, close. in May. It's getting very close. To getting being very new close. Year. So I'm glad we didn't go a full year without going.
0: Um, and then, yesterday, yesterday at the time of this recording, we went to Magic Kingdom.
1: Yes, we made the dash for Splash
0: one last time. I got out of work early. We were able to get over to Magic Kingdom.
1: Well, I think that is worth noting that I'm I'm popping back up to New York to visit my family this weekend, and we knew that we either had yesterday to go or the 19th, which is when you're going to pick me up from the airport. The 19th is our fail-safe day, and Splash Mountain closes on the 23rd. It closes on the 23rd. I think the last day you can ride is the 22nd. the 22nd. So... We were not okay allowing ourselves four more days to get on. Three more days, really. Um, so we knew we had the padding if we really needed it, but we were like, let's not even gamble. Let's just go, being that we're out early enough. It was a little cool. I did not want to ride this thing at night in case we got wet, but we, we just decided we're, we're in at this point. We have to, otherwise we might not get on again.
0: When was the last time you were on Splash Mountain? Just for reference.
1: All right. We're going to do this. Um, I've been on Splash Mountain twice in my life. I went when I was 10 years old with my dad. There is a picture of me, like, buried in his arm, not looking at the drop. Um, I think that's also worth noting. How little has changed. I mean... (laughs) um, I'm not a drop person. It's, it's why I don't love roller coasters. I don't care, I will go fast, I will go upside down. It is the drop and that anti-gravity feeling in your stomach that is what does me in. I've never gotten sick on a coaster. That's not my issue, it's not nausea, it's not anything. I just hate it. Um, so I went on with my dad when I was 10. I went again on my senior trip in high school because I was peer pressured into it. I allowed myself to be. And after that, I decided that I was retiring that ride. And thankfully, I had a very nice boyfriend who respected my boundaries and did not push me to go on it. That boyfriend was Sean, by the way. Back in 2011, when we did our first, our first trip to Disney. So I was like, great. I never have to do this again if I don't want to. I'm not putting myself through the anxiety and the buildup of like getting to this drop And I was okay with not going on Splash Mountain again until it was announced that it was closing. And then even I was like, all right, for Tony Baxter, I have to do this. Having just ridden it
0: yesterday, (laughs) do you regret the last 15 years Uh, having not gone on it?
1: I figured... Tell the truth. I'm going to tell the truth. I figured... At worst, what was going to happen was I was gonna go on and be like, you know what, I'm glad I did it one more time, but like, it wasn't worth it. Like, yeah, I had fun, but I didn't need to do this all the time. No. It was the best case scenario. Well, best and worst because not only did I enjoy it, I had so much fun and the drop was absolutely not The first drop, the little baby one, that hit me worse than the big one, and I was like, "Man, I could have been doing this the entire time." Um, with all of that being said, though, um, I remembered most of it. Like, I remembered when the big drop was coming. Uh, I remembered a Gee, lot of. Clue job. <laughs> I remembered a lot of the audio, and I remembered the story going through it more so than I thought I was going to. I, I guess because, you know, it's like a trauma bond. Like, you, you just remember what trauma <laughs> you. Um, but with all that being said, I forgot how long the ride actually is. I mean, I know ride. it does, I remembered it does more than just take you up and drop you. I knew there was, there's more to it than that, and it takes you, like, back into the ride, and there's, you know, or takes you underground, whatever. Um, but I forgot how long the ride actually is. And with that in mind, I was like, my God this is going to be so amazing when they put the princess and the frog story into here and we're going to get so many cool scenes and there's so much they can do and that was also something that it didn't take me by surprise that they've completely let splash mountain go like it could use a refurb regardless like it needs a new paint job a lot of the animatronics aren't working it was looking a little rough it, yeah it, it looked like a couple of miles of bad road but with that in mind because there is so much there and so much space to work with I don't think it's gonna be like a one for one swap where they're going to do you know what I have in my head how they swapped out Superstar Limo for Monsters, Inc., and they literally slapped a Band-Aid on every single animatronic and didn't really add anything new other than the Monsters, Inc. characters. I think that's what I have in my head. I don't think I'm alone in that. I think that a lot of people think it's just going to be a quick fix. and. After having been on it now, I don't think that that is the case anymore. I think that there is so much opportunity to really play with the space. I think that there's so much that can be done with it. And I think that it's also going to be a fitting tribute for the film that returned Disney to hand-drawn animation, albeit just once and really quickly, and I hope they do more of it. And obviously it was an incredibly groundbreaking film with Princess Tiana. So I am very excited to see them take it and run with it.
0: It's going to be great. I, I have no doubt that it's going to be great. And I'm looking forward to getting back on it. It's not going to be for quite some time, but How's I'm looking your forward ear, by the way. What? <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting back on it uh, for sure. The biggest surprise for us yesterday, more so than the fact that I actually got you on the attraction,
1: was this and we're that all... you still can hear in some capacity. Huh?
0: <laughs> we got on the tram, and they said, uh, "Just so you guys know, uh, Magic Kingdom will be open until eleven o'clock tonight." I'm we thinking almost the whole time fell <clears throat> off
1: the tram. At I'm that thinking point the whole time
0: people. it's open until nine because that's what it had been for so long. We so, didn't even what a bother bonus. to
1: check how stupid of us.
0: We didn't. Because our plan the whole time was we were going to go in, make a dash for Splash, grab a bite, catch Enchantment, which is on its way out, get in the car and go home.
1: What we actually had planned, we had a reservation at Skipper Canteen. Yeah. And once we found out that the park was open so late, we really thought it was going to be Splash, Skipper Canteen, and we were going to be happy with that and go home. We canceled the reservation, which by the way... Don't do no, um, you can do on two hours notice. It's not 24 hours. That was something that they did on the sly. It wasn't a big announcement about it, but you no longer need to cancel on 24 hours notice. You can cancel on two. Uh, and we, we did because we realized that now that we have so much more time in the park, we could get a lot more bang for the buck if we just kind of snack and nosh and we can get on a lot more rides.
0: Yes. Uh... But if you get a Skipper Canteen reservation and you've never been there, don't cancel it. Oh go gosh, to Skipper no, Canteen. Go. It's incredible. Um, but we tried to figure out exactly where we were going to go. And by happenstance, we end up at Pinocchio's Village House, which we've never been to before. Heard of? I mean, obviously you've heard of it, but we have never dined there before.
1: Other than grabbing a cookie... At Very Merry, we've never set foot. We were, we were making our way. The reason we ended up there was because after we got off a of splash, we were debating: do we go to Pecosville, Bill, uh, Columbia
0: Harbor House, Columbia
1: Harbor House? But the rides that we wanted to go on were more. I want, I really wanted to do Philhar Magic. That's what really got us over there, uh, because we haven't done it since our last vacation. We've never done it as locals. Right, we we did it since they added cocoa, but it's been like a year and three months since we've been and on. I we like, love I fill
0: her I magic. Wanna do Phil. I wanted
1: to fill her magic. That was like my one. Yeah, of all the the added time in the park, that was, <laughs> I was my
0: go pick. to fill her match.
1: <laughs> I just wanted something nice and easy after Splash Mountain. I wanted a low, low anxiety, low threshold kind of a ride. So Fill Her Magic was it. Uh, so that's what got us over there and. Um, you wanted to get the chicken tenders and, oh, well, I also wanted to try the egg rolls because we never had before. So that's what we did. We got off a splash.
0: Went to the spring roll cart. Went to the
1: spring roll cart. I finally got to try the spring rolls. They were good. I just don't understand. I'm, this
0: is a cheeseburger spring roll. I
1: did the cheeseburger spring roll and I'm sorry, y'all. Spring rolls and hubgrass. I don't get it. I'm not saying it's not great to each his own. I just don't understand what people are spending their time and money on when it comes to hubgrass and spring rolls. It was good. I was still hungry. So we went to the, we went to Pinocchio's, Pinocchio, Pinocchio, I'm sorry, it's ruined. It's ruined. It is ruined for me. Um, You got your chicken nuggies and I got the Caesar salad because I was still hungry.
0: Yeah, it was a damn good Caesar salad. It was so good though. Yeah. But it was a wonderful hack because we sat out on the patio, and enchantment started, and it's all around you. You want to talk about a fully immersive I was experience?
1: Say, forget Batu. <laughs> Do you want fully immersive? Go sit in a firework. Yeah,
0: and eat chicken fingers at Pinocchio. Uh, the best chicken fingers I've ever had on Disney property, by the way.
1: I was gonna say I don't. I'm not a chicken person. Like. I will have it parmesaned and that's about as far as I go. Whenever, like when we're cooking, if we're going to do something with a protein, you go for chicken, I go for seafood and we make two different things and like the same side. Or if it's a risotto, you put chicken on yours, I put seafood on mine. So I was hesitant. But they had, it was basically the same thing you get as a chicken tender just plopped on top of the Caesar salad. It was so good. I am like a changed woman after that dinner. But it was the most magical night. Aside from the fact that we went to the laughing place and I was all, like, happy from that, um, it was so nice to be able to see the fireworks. It was so nice to be able to experience enchantment in that way because there was pieces of audio that I've never even heard before. Yeah. And we we knew Roy got added, but there was audio from "It's a Small World" and is uh, it the Tiki? Whatever, the classic, like opening day attractions, they had that audio playing. You can't hear that from Main Street. You can't. So I would implore you, stop being so precious about your Main Street USA pictures and go watch from the back of the castle. If, I if mean, you are on vacation, kiddos, I mean that's different. Yeah, no, because it's a whole experience, and you want your pictures. And if you have kiddos, it's an entirely different story because there were some loud fireworks. A young kid would probably be a little bit scared. Like it, the night would probably end in tears. But if you have that as an option, I can't recommend it enough. Go go get dinner. Go get a. Ta- the table there were they were plentiful. The table there were so many. Yeah. We weren't fighting for a spot. It was it, it was seriously one of the most magical nights that we've ever had in the park.
0: It was excellent. And then from there, we went to fill her magic and then we went and visited John and Sarah. We, you know, sung our way through that great, big, beautiful tomorrow.
1: That was another one we haven't done yet done as it locals. Yet. Because anytime we've been there, well, first of all, can't get in on a weekend's. We opted not to spend 20 minutes of Not So Scary or Very Merry to do Carousel Progress. so Which we was the right call seen, at the time. It was. There was too much else to do, too much we were trying to jam in, but we hadn't seen the changes to the last scene yet. Yeah. They
0: look great. I think they all look great in the new scene.
1: I don't know what everybody's getting so upset about. Like, it needed... It, it's the same, like, Tomorrowland and Epcot Syndrome where in the 80s it all looked futuristic, but it re- we are in the future now, people.
0: Trish doesn't need leg warmers and ski boots <laughs> yeah. anymore. So now she's in a hoodie and pajama pants. Uh, and they put Sarah in jeans. Yeah, it was progressive. And a new haircut for John. But they new all look computer. good. I, I love that his apron says, my food rocks. Uh, I love the nod to food so rocks. Good. It was really, really good. And then we did the Space Ranger spin.
1: Okay. I do have to follow up on something because I do sort of stand corrected. We just recently reviewed Lightyear and we were very critical of who Zerg really is and the robots feeling like they came out of nowhere. I forgot about Space Ranger's spin and how much of a role that robots play with Zerg on that ride, so it doesn't really change my opinion of Lightyear, but I do see where they derived the idea from, and I'm surprised that they tapped into the ride more so than they did any of the Toy Story history that we got from Buzz.
0: Yeah, but we had a good time. I had a bum blaster. I was not the uh, I was not the Galactic Hero the way that I have been on so many other occasions. But with all of that said, it was a great time. Um, we had a really really nice night at yeah. the Magic Kingdom. One of the best nights we've had. One of the best Magic Kingdom days like ever we've ever had. Um, and then tonight we went to Deluxe Burger. Uh, You sent me a screen grab as soon as you saw that they were launching the French onion soup burger. We knew we had to come and get it. It just so happened to be that we were coming here to record a dockside chat. So, straight to Deluxe Burger, we went for the French onion soup burger.
1: Uh, it's incredible, it was really good. If you're it's they, they call it the seasonal burger, so I don't know how long it's going to be here. I don't know if this is a January thing. I don't know if it's quarterly. Uh, but if you're here in the next couple of weeks, go. Go get it. They give you... Um, I mean, there's onions on the burger, but they also give you the cheese and more broth in a cup. So it's like a French dip.
0: It was so good. It was so good. Yeah. Um, I had a regular burger because I love French onion soup, but... I. I've had so many things that they're like, oh, this is French onion soup, and then I bite into it, and I'm like, no, this is a raw onion. What the hell do I want that for? Um, I had a regular burger. Not their best attempt, I will be honest. Not their best attempt, but still pretty good. Uh, But the French onion soup burger was unreal. I I would come back just to have that. It was excellent.
1: No, and you're going to get your own next time. For sure. Get the full experience.
0: Let's talk about some Parks news before we... uh, talk about our very exciting giveaway that we're going to be doing another giveaway yes giving back to you let's talk parks news we talked about going and seeing enchantment and how enchantment is on its way out uh we have the return of happily ever after and epcot forever confirmed yes. they are both coming back on april the 3rd i am so excited to be getting i i liked enchantment but I think it's because I like You Are the Magic. I think I like that song more than I like the actual show. I but I'm too. so excited to get Happily Ever After back. And Harmonious, I had a, 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 more, a more of an appreciation for it the more I saw it. But damn it if I don't love Epcot forever. This was just very exciting news all around.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me... I want to race to see Epcot forever before I do happily ever after. That's not to say I'm not going to. And for happily ever after, I do want to watch from Main Street USA the first time yes. it's back. I want the full experience. But I am also very much looking forward to seeing that from our hack POV too.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: And being like fully immersed in happily ever after. Um, but yeah. Epcot for, I know everybody made their Happily Ever After and their Tron, their Tron reservations. I want the Epcot reservation for Epcot forever. We're blocked out.
0: We're blocked out. I tried. It's during, it's during what is continued, what is uh, considered spring break.
1: Of course it is.
0: Damn pixie dust pass.
1: Of course it is.
0: Come on, Bob. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring back our APs.
1: I want to give you money. I want to give you my money. Let me give you my money. We'll, we'll get it the next week. It's um, fine. We'll make sure we go. Because then it'll be flower and garden. So we'll, we'll have a lot to do there. Yeah. Let's talk. While we're on the topic of Epcot forever,
0: um, while we're on the topic of, before we move on to some of the other news, the Epcot barges, the tacos, whatever you want to call them, oh,
1: they, tacos. they
0: are going the way of the dinosaur. They are on their way out.
1: I, I, I,
0: I feel two very different ways about that.
1: Oh, no. I feel one way, and I am very happy to have our World Showcase picturesque views back. However, I don't think we've seen the last of these barges. I hope we have They haven't. were too expensive. No. Ain't no way Disney is getting rid of these forever. I want the eyesores gone during the day,
0: but this, uh, this past weekend is a great example. Marathon weekend making the turn into world showcase and having those in the lagoon and they had the logo on it welcome runners welcome run disney it was just nice it was nice and they had the fountains going on the arms of the barges so like there's a use for them i don't want to not see them again it's just that i don't want to see them in broad daylight
1: exactly well that's always what it was supposed to be they were supposed to be retractable So maybe they incorporate them into Epcot's next show and they do what they were originally supposed to. They put them away during the day. Uh, Maybe they go to Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom has some nighttime entertainment again. Heck, maybe they come to Disney Springs and now Disney Springs has a night show that people gather around for. I don't know. But we certainly have not seen the last of these things.
0: April 4th, Tron, light cycle run finally is going to open at the Magic Kingdom. We're blocked out, but I'm remaining optimistic that they will have an AP preview day. When that day comes, I'm going to try my damnedest to get a reservation because I'm sure you're checked out and you will not be going on the light cycle run. I don't care. I am going on the light cycle run. Have fun. I can't
1: wait. No. I plan on it. I've done Splash before, so I knew what I was in for, and, and I, you got me on it again. And I will certainly go again when it is Tiana's Bayou Adventure, because now I know I can handle it, and I was afraid over nothing. Totally fine. This is a whole different... I like to crouch behind things when I'm on drops. There's nowhere to hide on this thing. No. You just kind of put your head down.
0: It's like you're on the light cycle. You're oh. going to be hunched over anyway. You're already in the right position.
1: They've done the hard work for uh, you. That's a compelling argument, but... I know it is. It's still like three months of you trying to convert me, and I don't think it's going to happen. Speaking of annual... There's not enough booze in Magic Kingdom to get me on
0: this thing. Speaking of annual pass holders and news that we're very excited about, uh, sooner rather than later, there's... I've seen rumored dates, so I don't want to report those rumored dates. But in the next couple of months, which to me means after spring break, that's just a hunch. We are going to be able to go to Disney Parks after 2 p.m. without a reservation, excluding the Magic Kingdom on Saturdays and Sundays. So the reservation system is not gone entirely. But they're starting to ease their way off of the reservation system. And, and they said, we recognize that our annual pass holders who live local, they like spontaneity. They like yes. coming on a whim. They like being able to just drop what they're doing and come. If they find extra time, they come. I am so excited that we are ditching, at least to an extent, ditching the reservation system for after 2 p.m. where we can just go on a whim if we so feel like it
1: no and it also makes me feel like we're not missing out as much having the pixie pass because there are still some uh the weekend days still don't apply i don't know that we are done with the reservation system for good because i will say there is one advantageous thing about it uh And I think this is one of very few things that Chapek did the right way is that he used it to figure out what his staffing was. So I think for people that are traveling, it might be worthwhile to keep it in place. That way you know that the people who are coming here infrequently are getting to experience what they want to experience. I take this more as a gesture of goodwill, as Iger acknowledging, hey, we appreciate that you spent your money. We appreciate that you're sticking with us, and we're going to reward you by not putting these same constraints as you, uh, on you.
0: Yeah. Um, We'll see what it means. You know, I, I, I do think the reservation system will go away eventually. I think this is a way of them dipping their toes in the water. Uh, Resort parking. If you are a resort guest, this is effective as of, I think, two days ago. Uh, It's waived. No more resort parking if you are an overnight guest at Walt Disney World.
1: About time. That is huge. It is. That's another thing where Iger is trying to show guests his appreciation or or the company's appreciation that you are spending your money because being that they – the. The real point of contention with this whole thing for me is that you took away the magical express. So if people aren't taking a cab here, a lot of them are renting cars and they're leaving it here. And now you're charging them. So you're, you're, you took away something that was free. People are spending money on a rental and spending more money on parking. That's a huge deal. That's like a a nice sign of good faith.
0: It's all around, it's the right thing to do. Especially because when you take the Magical Express away and now you're forcing people to either take ta- to either take cabs or Ubers or rent a car, and a lot of people, I think, would rather rent a car, control their own fate, um, it's nice to know that they can rent a vehicle and not have to pay to park it at the resort, that they're already spending so much money to stay at.
1: I also think it's a super smart business move because for people who are... Not in the Orlando area, but maybe driving from other places in Florida or coming for the day in Georgia or whatever. I mean, if you're coming from Georgia, you're probably going to stay overnight. But if you're coming from certain places in Florida, gas is expensive. You might sit there and be like, well, you know, it stinks that I have to drive back, but I'd rather not spend the money on a hotel room. Now you might. Because you don't have to pay for the parking.
0: Yeah. Genie Plus. Now or sooner rather than later will include photo pass I think this really changes the perspective of Genie Plus I think it's still wrong that the lightning lane is something that you have to pay for whereas you used to get it for free but I think that if you're giving people photo pass included in the day rate for Genie Plus you're giving them a little bit more value to the point where like if you think about it like if if you were to buy a photo pass photo just one you're in for 15 bucks right yeah. 15.99 well it's different when you have a family of 5 but i'm thinking about it from our perspective if i wanted that wonderful picture of you and i on splash mountain Ugh. if i wanted a picture from rock and roller coaster if i wanted photo pass photos from galaxy's edge right or Festival of the Arts, or wherever it may be. Well, I'm going to pay $16 for just that photo. Right. But for $32, I can get the photo. So the photo's already paid for, but now you and I can make lightning lane reservations and expedite our time in the park. Yep. Now it's better value
1: you use the perfect word i was going to say this doesn't change my perspective on genie plus but they certainly did add value to it but to me this is what it should have been all along because when you pay um for the um uh in in the disneyland equivalent of max pass thank you i can why can i never remember the name um when you do max pass you get your photos
0: Max Pass was an all-around better system as well. But.
1: but that's what I'm saying. You have that great blueprint. Why didn't you model Genie Plus more along those lines? Like, Why it. did it take
0: them it five years that. to build a roller coaster they've already built once? I... Um, but I think that it does add value. I, I'm still not terribly fond of it, but I'd At be more they're, inclined they're giving to get you
1: something. it. something. That's the, the overall theme here, is that... One giveth and one taketh away. It's nice to have them giveth again.
0: Talking of re-themes, we have Tiana's Palace coming to Disneyland. It's replacing the French Market. Why the hell is it called Tiana's Palace and not Tiana's Place? I don't understand this.
1: Why the hell did it take them so long to do this? When they announced the Splash Mountain refurb... I said this years ago that her whole dream was to make beignets. You have a place where beignets are the hot ticket item. Why not just do that too? It's right next to it.
0: It is. I just don't understand uh, why. Like, where did you get Palace from? The the restaurant in the film. You have just broken off of your own source material. For no reason.
1: Maybe they're trying to make it like a more upscale restaurant.
0: It's gonna be the same. Thing. But it
1: doesn't it doesn't matter. Like if that's what it's called in the film, that's what you should have the name of it be. You're gonna get a beignet
0: and a mint julep and call it a day. But at least they're theming it so that it's appropriate for the area and Tiana's getting more representation in the parks, which is important.
1: It is, but they could have done this years ago because it wouldn't have been a big budget fix. It could have been something that they changed. And, and got done fast. Like, we could have had this for years already, is what I'm saying. It's and, a, and again, yeah. this goes back to what I said about it being a groundbreaking film, it being a return to hand-drawn animation, it was a big milestone film for them. Like, why didn't you celebrate it sooner?
0: I have no idea. Uh, I have no idea. All right, it's giveaway time. We have a very exciting giveaway From our friends at Hidden Mickey Supply Co. We've got a Straw Charm. We've got a Monorail Radio t-shirt. We've talked about the Run Disney weekend, the Marathon weekend. We've talked about making a Dash for Splash. So, for the first person that either DMs us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook or emails us monorailradio at gmail.com the first person To DM or email the word dash will win the straw charm and the t-shirt. We also, though, need you to be following Hidden Mickey Supply Co. on Instagram. Yes. So as long as you're following them and you send us that word dash on either the email or the DM on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, first person to do it going to win that Straw Charm and that Monoreal Radio t-shirt.
1: Yes, this is a podcast exclusive because we want you, our listeners, to be able to win. This will not be going out on social media. The only social media that is required is that you go follow Hidden Mickey Sepleco on yes, Instagram. for sure. Uh, and I just want to reiterate, the DMs are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or an email. We are on TikTok, but... You cannot DM on TikTok. I only recently found this out. You cannot DM on TikTok unless the person is following you back. So if we are not following you back,
0: we're never never
1: going to see it. So just to keep this clean and fair, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email.
0: Yes. Thank you all so much for joining us on this month's Dockside Chat. We want to hear from you. You could send us an email or hit us on those social media platforms. Let us know if you ran the race. Did you enjoy yourself? How do you feel about any of this Disney Parks news? We want to hear from you. We love interacting with you.
1: Yes, and let us know if there's anything specific that you want to know about that's going on in the parks. We've done a lot of first-time experiences here, but come March, we're going to be here for a full year. We've done, um, not that we're running out of things to do, but we've done almost everything that we've wanted to do as locals. So if there's anything that you want to hear about as far as the parks go any specific rides no i will not be going on tron just because you want me to listeners i love you but there is a line here uh if there's any restaurants you want to hear more about you know feel free to let us know and we're we're happy to go check them out and report back
0: yes thank you all again for joining us we look forward to doing it again next month and we look forward to talking to you in a few days when we do our next traditional episode of monorail radio for jackie i'm sean have a magical week everyone